1: From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Graybar Sports Open Line. Those men swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go.
3: On what is turning into a snowy Friday night, we do welcome you into a Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. A shortened version this evening. We've got St. Louis University women's basketball tonight. Coverage going to begin uh, just after 645. Bob Ramsey going to have the call of the game this evening as the Billikens match up against Dayton. 7 o'clock tip-off over at Shea Fitz Arena. If you're not going to the game, you can listen to it right there or uh, right here. But until then, we can talk uh, a little Cardinals baseball. It's a big Cardinals weekend. First and foremost, if you want to join the program, you do so by calling 314 436 7900 That's 314 436 7900 That's how you call. That's how you text. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauly on Air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We're really gonna do pretty much mostly Cardinals here during the program today because it's a it's a really big Cardinals weekend with both the winter warm-up going on here in St. Louis over the next three days and then uh throughout the Midwest. Uh, the Cardinals caravans are out and about. they, they first left uh, earlier today so they're already uh, they're already going. another group of caravans are going to leave coming up on Sunday and uh, all these various caravans are going to hit uh, four different cities throughout uh, Cardinals nation. So uh there, is, uh there is a lot that's going to be going on here over these uh, next few days and uh, just in terms of what we're doing here at KMOX, we'd love to see you at the winter warm-up. we're going to be broadcasting live. 10 to 2 tomorrow, 10 to 2 Sunday, 10 to 1 on Monday from Cardinals Nation Restaurant inside of Ballpark Village. So if you're at one to warm up, stop on by. We're going to have a ton of guests that are going to be coming up and uh, taking part in the program tomorrow for sure. Some of the players that are going to be with us, uh, Sonny Gray, Thomas Sejaci, James Nail, Lucan Baker, Tink Hintz, um, Drew Rahm, among others. So uh, scheduled to have a conversation with John Mozalock as well. That's going to be right at the beginning of the show tomorrow, right around 10 o'clock. Cardinals alumni David Eckstein is scheduled to be on the show tomorrow. So uh, we're just going to be doing a lot of things. And this is one of my favorite uh, weekends of the year. It's so unique, so unique to St. Louis and so unique to the Cardinals because honestly, uh, there's been a lot of teams that used to do fan fest events, and most of them were one day type events. They went away with COVID and they really haven't come back. There's a lot of teams that have not brought back their, their full fan fest. And for, for the Cardinals to have three days of winter warm up and then for the caravans to be going out as well it's just a really really cool thing that is taking place and it's so much fun to be able to interact with cardinals fans and hopefully hopefully the cold, it's going to be really cold let's not let's not mince words right like it's going to be incredibly cold over the next uh, few days Uh, Sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski and I were just lamenting a little while ago. This is how spoiled and coddled we are in our lives. We were lamenting the fact that we were going to have to walk from the garage at Ballpark Village down to the basically the home plate side, uh, like the I guess what the southernmost part of Bush Stadium to uh, to pick up our passes to be able to get in. It is going to be so Incredibly cold, and yes, I know how spoiled and entitled I sound when I talk about being worried about walking the length of a football field uh, in really cold weather, but it's going to be incredibly cold. Hopefully, everybody is able to uh, deal with cold weather better than, uh, better than myself, and we will see you out there. Uh, we had Michael Hall on the Countdown show yesterday, and he mentioned the fact that everything, for the most part, is going to be in all their events, all the things that are going on are going to be in climate-controlled areas, both at Ballpark Village and also at Busch Stadium. Obviously, when you're going from one to the other, uh, there's going to be some time where maybe you have to be outside in the elements for a moment or so. They changed the gate this year where you enter Busch Stadium. It's closer to Ballpark Village, so that's also a little better as well, a little less time that you have to uh, spend outside. So the Cardinals are well aware of the temperatures and they're going to do everything that they need to do to be able to, um, yeah, make it a good weekend. So we're really, really, really looking forward to this weekend. And hopefully we will, uh, we will see you out there. Wanted to get a little bit into uh, the Cardinals and, and just kind of where they're at here at the winter warm up period. This is another one of the off season mile markers, but also wanted to touch on what happened with Jordan Hicks earlier today as he signed a contract with the Giants and There had been some speculation that maybe he could end up back in St. Louis. I think now when you see the years, the dollars, and most importantly, the role, it's pretty clear that— He probably was not going to come back to St. Louis. We're going to get into that coming up in just a moment or so. And, again, we are going to uh, get out of here earlier today for uh, St. Louis University women's basketball. If you want to join uh, the program, if you want to uh, talk through anything going on with the Cardinals, we welcome your phone calls, your text messages, and your tweets. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Or tweet at me, at Matt Pawley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It's a Graybar Sports Open line on a Friday night
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, K of OX. Back at it on
3: a bar Sports Open line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Paulie, talking Cardinals baseball. We are done a little early today. We'll uh, get out of here for St. Louis University women's basketball. They match up against Dayton this evening over at Fitz Arena. 7 o'clock tip-off. That means our coverage begins just after 645. Billkins are coming off a loss of their last time out. They fell on Tuesday to St. Joseph's by a 69-57 score. There had been some rumblings out there that maybe the Cardinals were interested in a reunion with Jordan Hicks, who was – Big part of the bullpen last year, really performed well after a slow start to the season, eventually was traded away at the deadline. If you remember leading into the deadline, there were reports out there that he and the Cardinals were actually discussing a long-term extension. That never happened. And now he gets a four-year contract today with the San Francisco Giants at $44 million. So he's getting paid $11 million per year. That's That's a good deal for him. Anytime you're a relief pitcher and you can get that many years, that's good. And then when you're getting $10 million plus per year and you're not a high-end closer, that's really good as well. But here's the interesting part of this. Because if, if Hicks would have returned to St. Louis, there would have been no doubt, no doubt whatsoever, what role he would have played. He would have been in the bullpen. In fact, I think if you add a Jordan Hicks to the bullpen right now, For the Cardinals, which obviously he can't do. But if we if we go to a hypothetical world, if they would have re-signed Jordan Hicks, he would have immediately become the Cardinals' eighth inning guy, and also been the guy that covered the ninth inning on nights that Ryan Helsley wasn't available. And Helsley, throughout his career, has not been available a lot, whether it's due to injury or just he's not a guy who has pitched back to back a lot. I am. I say that. I I keep saying that over and over and over. It's absolutely true. I am not. Nothing of what I just said is incorrect. But what I would, the addendum, to be fair, to put on that is that wasn't the case for Helsley down the stretch of the season. He came off the injured list last season. I was actually a little bit surprised he came off the injured list at all. When he went on the injured list last year, I thought that was likely going to be it for him for the season. He comes off, has, what, a few weeks left to pitch, and he was kind of a different guy. And we saw him pitch back-to-back, and we saw him do a bunch of things that he hadn't done before. So if Helsley comes into this season and takes the same approach that he did in his post-IL stint time last year, then it's not something that we need to worry about quite as much. But the the long-term track record of a, of a Ryan Helsley has been that he doesn't pitch back-to-back a lot, and he he's not somebody that's always available. So... In a hypothetical world, if you would have brought Jordan Hicks back, the role would have been eighth-inning guy who covers the ninth when Helsley isn't available. Everything that And I talked with uh, Klabes about this yesterday on the Countdown Show. That's why I think if you're out there as a free agent relief pitcher and that you were thinking that maybe, just maybe, you would have an opportunity to go somewhere where you could potentially close and then that never happened, and now you're looking at that next best opportunity, if you want to be somebody that can pick up saves – Come to St. Louis because, again, based off the track record of Ryan Helsley, there's going to be a fair amount of nights that he's not available. So there's going to be some saves to be had. So all that's one thing. Let's get to the other thing here because I think this is much more interesting when it gets to Jordan Hicks. We had heard rumblings. In fact, I think he told John Denton, if I remember correctly last year, I think he told John Denton that he absolutely was looking forward to free agency and was still thinking about wanting to be a starter. That that was something that he had not given up on. And he can be a high-end relief pitcher. We saw that last year. We saw the kind of impact that he can make as a relief pitcher. We haven't really seen him be overly effective as a starter when he's been given those opportunities. But, at, to, again, I, I try to be fair in everything that I say he was never really put on like that starter's track where everything was building up for him to be a starter. It, it, just, it was never just kind of a normal situation of him being a starter. So the Giants are going to give him an opportunity to be a full-time starter. He, he worked there almost exclusively in his minor league seasons. Now, that that doesn't mean a whole lot, there's a lot of guys who are on the track to be a relief pitcher who are starters in the minors because when you're a starter, what it does is it gives you the opportunity to throw all your pitches and, and get regular work. It's just, it's one of the kind of weird, funky things about baseball development. There are a lot of guys who are starting in the minor leagues, but organizations absolutely know that that they're not full-time starters in the big leagues and they are going to be converted to relief pitchers at some point in time. That's just the way it works. The only reason you're starting in the minor leagues is because it gives you an opportunity to get work consistently and to use all your pitches. It's just it's more about control than anything else. You can control more things when you've got somebody as a starter. So the fact that he was a starter in the minor leagues that That doesn't per se uh, mean that much. And then he did start eight games uh, with the Cardinals in 2022. He was never, I don't think he was ever going to really be given the true opportunity to be a starter with the Cardinals. Now, maybe if he would have thrived in those eight games in the rotation, maybe that would have been a different situation, but at the same time. Again, he wasn't really set up to be a starter at that point, so he wasn't put in the best position to succeed. Um, so he goes to San Francisco. He's going to be a starter, and we'll just see how that works. There's parts of him that looks like could be a, a, an okay starter. Um, his velocity is going to drop. That's the first thing. This is this is what I'm trying to get to here because I'm, I'm sort of meandering around. He has the potential to be a very high-end relief pitcher, be a closer. I mean, he was one of the most sought-after relief pitchers at the deadline last year when he ended up going to uh, the Blue Jays. And you look at his strikeout numbers, 65 and uh, two-thirds innings last year, 81 strikeouts. He allowed just four home runs, so he strikes guys out. He keeps the ball uh, in the yard if— if we go take those numbers and put them to a spot of just, you know, because he started, he really struck he was one of the worst pitchers in baseball at the beginning of the season. And then something really clicked in for him. If we go find that moment where things clicked in for him and we start doing start doing the numbers there, he becomes that much more dominant. So he because he has a desire to be a starter, and I don't think he's ever run away from the fact that he does have that desire to be a starter, because of that desi- desire. He has made the decision to uh, not be this guy who could probably be dominant and instead go into an unknown. I think if you're the Giants, what you're doing here is you're saying, this guy can be really good. He wants to be a starter. We're going to give him that opportunity per se, but this is a four-year deal. And we can all agree that if it doesn't work for him as a starter, we can come have a conversation, and we can convert him back into being a relief pitcher. So I think it's kind of a gamble that the Giants are making, and I don't know if that's something that was openly expressed to him or not. You know, four years, forty-four million dollars—you want as much of a guarantee as possible. But I just—I man, I I don't I don't see him as. I think his impact is lessened as a starter than as a reliever. You know, when you're a starting pitcher, I say this a lot and people never like it. When you're a starting pitcher, you inherently pitch a lot of kind of worthless innings. That's part of the deal. There's a bunch of innings that you pitch that just don't matter. That's why I love relief pitchers who pitch at a high end. That's why the, the rare guys out there, that can go cover like multiple innings and be dominant, and can can kind of be either you know the, either the starter's closer. Like if you get four and two thirds or five and two thirds innings out of a starter, and he gets himself into a little bit of trouble, and you need that guy who can come in and get that final out of the inning. I think that guy is super valu- valuable. If you do get just five innings from a starter, but you're winning the game and you've got your seventh, eighth, ninth inning locked in and say it's a one- run game and you need to find somebody to you know cover that sixth or maybe even cover the end of the fifth end of the sixth. that guy you can go get four, five, six outs if need be. I think those those type guys are so incredibly valuable because more often than not the outs that they're getting really, really matter. And what's going to happen here with Jordan Hicks? is he's going to go from being a guy who's always recording outs that matter to being in a position where he's throwing a lot of innings that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. And when you've got great starters who go deep into games and win you a bunch of games and continue, you know, that, that's great. But could Hicks be that guy? That's going to be the question. Because if let's, let's say Hicks turns into a guy that gives you five innings or so Gives up three, four runs generally over those five innings. Well, then he's having less of an impact, even though he's throwing more innings. He's he's having less of an impact as a starting pitcher than he would in the role that he was in uh, last season. And he himself should, I think, be aware of that and be aware of his value because of how how desired he was. When um when when the trade deadline happened last year. So I just think it's really interesting. I think it's very interesting what's going on with the Giants. I think it says something about the Cardinals. I don't know if the Cardinals would have ever given him four years and forty-four million dollars. They certainly would not have given him four years, 44 million dollars, and told him that they're going to give him an opportunity to start. If he would have come back to St. Louis, the role without a doubt would have been as a relief pitcher. And as it sits, and, and you know, I think the, the number one question I get right now. The number one question I get about the Cardinals, and it's not even close compared to whatever the the second most common question I get. The number one question I get is: Are the Cardinals done? Are the Cardinals are they going to do more? It feels like anytime I start a Cardinals conversation with somebody, that is the question: Are the Cardinals done? And I think there's a possibility that they are in terms of these like bi- fairly big. Um, team-altering type moves. And I would even uh, I would even put, like, the Kittredge trade into that. Like, Kittredge walks in immediately, and you know that he is a, a high-leverage reliever for the Cardinals. He is going to be pitching innings that matter. So are they done bringing in guys who are going to be given big roles on this team and, and participate in important moments? I don't think they're done adding. I think there's still going to be some guys who end up signing – minor league contracts with invite to spring trainings or, you know, maybe a guy who comes in uh, competing for a spot in the rotation, but if he happened to win it, it would be more like a five starter or something like that. I think they're still going to bring in some guys like that, but in terms of kind of core of the team, different, difference making players, they might be done in that area as well. This might be essentially the group they go into. I think at this point, the market almost has to come to the Cardinals as compared to the Cardinals coming to the, the market. I keep repeating this over and over. Every time Ken Rosenthal talks about Dylan Cease, he mentions the Cardinals. It's he mentions them for a reason. There has to have been some sort of conversation or communication. So, yo know, maybe. The, the Giants obviously want a starter. They get Jordan Hicks. All of a sudden, if a team that's been talking to the White Sox about Cease goes and signs Jordan Montgomery, another team that's been talking to the White Sox uh, about Cease goes and signs Blake Snell. If all those things happen and all of a sudden the Cardinals are last team standing and the White Sox, for whatever reason, say, you know what, we are we are not going to have Dylan Cease on our roster on opening day 2024, or yeah, 2024, maybe it comes back to the Cardinals. But, again, I think it's coming back to the Cardinals more than anything else. All right, we will take a break, and uh, when we return, we are going to be joined by our very good friend, Rachel Zimmerman. She's got the Rachel Zimmerman Show tonight, immediately following St. Louis University women's basketball. So Rachel will join us with a preview of the program in just a moment here on KMOX. News Radio
0: KMOX,
3: the home of the Cardinals. Back at it. It's a great our Sports Open Line as we do start to wrap things up here on a Friday night. We're done early tonight because we got uh, St. Louis University women's basketball. They are matched up against uh, Dayton, and we've got coverage at 6:45, 7 o'clock for the tip-off over at Shafat uh, Arena. After SLU Women's Basketball this evening, you are going to be hearing the Rachel Zimmerman show. And for a preview of that, Rachel Zimmerman joins us on the program. Hi, Rachel. What's up, Matt? How are, are you? Now, are you good with the uh, the snow and the cold weather and just the craziness that we're going to have this weekend?
0: I have been mentally preparing for it for several days, so I feel like I am ready. But I hope we avoid like a major snow event. I mean the cold is bad enough. I don't want I always feel bad for people who don't like driving in the snow. Right. I'm okay with it, but I know a lot of people get really stressed out by it. So if we can avoid it, we I, I would like to.
3: Are, now what, what would be your perfect
0: weather situation to live in? Oh, that's a good question. Um probably maybe like eighty five degrees. I like it a little, a little warm. warm. Yeah. Yeah, I like summertime, I do. Okay. Um so yeah, something like that. But, I mean, I like the Four Seasons, too, so not the hotel, the, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the state the of nature. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: I bet you like the hotel, though, too. It's yeah, a really oh, nice I'm, hotel. I would love
0: to go someday. Yeah, I've never <laughs> stayed in a Four Seasons, but I'm
3: sure it's uh, it's pretty nice. So, yeah, well, I'm I'm curious what's going to happen with uh, winter warm-up this weekend, the Cardinals Caravan. Hopefully people, brave. I know Cardinals fans do, but hopefully people are not deterred too much by the cold weather that we're going to have.
0: Yeah, that would be a bummer if that kept anybody
3: at home, so... So Rachel Zimmerman Show tonight, it's going to come up here uh, in a little while again after St. Louis University uh, Women's Basketball. What do you have going on tonight's program?
0: I'm really excited tonight. I have my friend, George Mahey. He is the dining editor for St. Louis Magazine, and he has a new podcast out called Arch Eats, which is really good. If you are interested in St. Louis restaurants at all, you should definitely give it a listen. Uh, Known George for years. He's come on the DGS many, many, many times. But I got to sit down with him and talk to him for almost an hour just about his career and managing restaurants, working as a consultant, and now working in media.
3: Has he been in St.
0: Louis that whole time? He was in Columbia. He was at Lake of the Ozarks for a little bit, but mostly this area,
3: yeah. I've said this a few times because I've been back in St. Louis for about a year and a half now, and I was gone for 20 years. Like, the restaurant scene and the local restaurants, just where we're at right now, is so different from where we were at 20 years ago. It's so much better, and it's really cool to see so many local chefs and so many local entrepreneurs. Uh, opening up restaurants and doing everything that they've been doing here.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I asked George, how do you think St. Louis stacks up or, with the rest of the country? And he said, we are doing way better than you would think we are doing. Just because, you know, people like to dog on St. Yeah. Louis and it's like, oh, you know, you don't have this. You don't have that. Well, one thing we do have is a really, really strong restaurant scene.
3: It's a, it's a weird thing. I know we kind of talked about this before. People have a bad feeling about St. Louis because... Our downtown isn't, like, attractive, like, physically attractive. When you drive through downtown, there's things that you see that just don't make it look especially appealing. But then the things we have here, the attractions, the museums, the restaurants, like, we... We have all these amazing things and it feels like the front door of our metro area, which is the downtown, sometimes doesn't fully represent just the cool things that we have.
0: Absolutely. And what we need is more people to come down here and experience it so everyone feels more comfortable. It's just a matter of making that happen. So it's kind of like this weekend, you know, the weather is going to keep people away. Well, certain perceptions keep people away from downtown and I would love to see those perceptions change and to see, you know, an injection of new
3: life down here. I do think part of that, too, is... There's cool things opening up another other... Like, I live in Chesterfield, and with all due respect to the great restaurants downtown, there's there's great restaurants in Chesterfield, a lot of people in St. Charles as well. So it, it does still, I think, beyond sports, St. Louis downtown needs to find what their other hook is to bring people in, uh, because with all due respect to, I think, downtown restaurants, I think you can get pretty close to that almost no matter what area of St. Louis you're in. Absolutely. We have a lot of great options around here. So that's going to be, what, 9 o'clock tonight? Am I got nine that right? 9 o'clock.
0: I think we might be a little late because of the game. So okay. if you miss any part of the conversation, just make sure to podcast it. Search for The Rachel Zimmerman Show.
3: Yeah, so the, the game coming up is going to start, obviously, at 7 here in just a little bit. So, yeah, you're probably right. May not get going until 9.15, 9.20. And then again tomorrow morning at uh, at 7 a.m.? I think m. they're skipping
0: me tomorrow. 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 So, so morning, just right, listen right, to the podcast
3: okay, listen if you miss it. KMOX.com, the Odyssey app, wherever you want to go find your podcast. Rachel, thanks as always for your time. Thanks, Matt. That's Rachel Zimmerman joining us here on the program. Again, the Rachel Zimmerman Show tonight, immediately following St. Louis University women's basketball, which we'll be getting to coming up in just a few moments. Before we do get out of here for good, just a reminder of what's going to be going on this weekend. It is a huge weekend. Uh, We've got winter warm-up. It's going to be going on at Busch Stadium and Ballpark Village for the next three days. We'll be broadcasting live. We'd love for you to stop by and say hello. We'll be at Cardinals Nation Restaurant inside of Ballpark Village. Our live broadcast will be uh, tomorrow and Sunday from uh, 10 to 2, and then on Sunday from uh, 10 to 1. I've got you tomorrow, 10 to 2. Then uh, on uh, on Sunday, it's going to start with Tom Ackerman, and then Joe Potts going to be involved. And then on Monday, Chris Ranji and Tom Ackerman are going to be doing it. Also, for I know folks uh, listen to this uh, outside of the uh, St. Louis direct metro area, the uh, wind, the uh, Cardinals caravans going on this weekend. Uh, a bunch of them have already uh, gotten started, but another group will be leaving on Sunday. I've got one that I'll be going through a bunch of cities uh, throughout the state of Illinois. So if you happen to be going to any of those, make sure to come up and uh, say hello. So it's going to be a really, really busy Cardinals weekend. Uh, but man, we love it, and hopefully you uh, find your way uh, at Winter One. There's so many like events and, and cool things that. go go on. It's not just the autographs. It's not just the going into the hall of fame museum. It's not just getting the clubhouse tour. Uh, there's presentations going on. There's always stuff going on in the main stage. There's question and answers. Uh, there's other kind of, you know, forums and roundtables and things like that. It's really, really cool. They got a lot of family friendly stuff. Fred bird's going to be running around doing his thing. So uh, Cardinal care winter warm-up for the next three days. Uh, tickets are still available for that. Also Cardinals caravans are going on as we speak and we'll continue through Monday as well that's gonna do it for uh this program today thanks so much for uh being tuned in have a a wonderful weekend no show coming up on monday uh we've got the Slew coaches show at six o'clock and then we're gonna jump into that playoff game uh between philadelphia and tampa bay so i'll next talk to you coming up on tuesday for another gray bar sports open line right here on kmox
2: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one